Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the CEO School podcast. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and today we are in Puerto Rico. It is so beautiful and sunny out here, and I am wearing bright yellow all day. I'm here for the ROI Summit with Rachel Rogers, and I'll be a guest speaker tomorrow. And one of the things I was telling you what I'm trying to do is make life easier and do work-life integration. So as I said, yes, to come to Puerto Rico to speak for my amazing friends conference. I also am going to take the day before to record some shows because I've got stellar, stellar friends here and amazing speakers that are already here in Puerto Rico. And why not take advantage and add it to my calendar, but batch record some series for you like I did last in New York City. So today is different because it's Thursday. So this is supposed to be a behind the scenes episode of the Millionaire Founders Club, which I will be doing. But while I'm in Puerto Rico, we are going to batch record with amazing speakers and guests that are here and I'm so excited to um, do some interviews today so we've got an amazing lineup that you will see uh, for the next episodes that are coming out you will have Jacqueline Snyder the uh, who is the founder of the product boss and she is literally a guru on all things uh, you know product related uh, entrepreneurial scale um, and one of my dear friends Arlen Hamilton who has already been on the show but I want to hear what she's been up to the first First Million Live, her new book, her her giant tour that she's doing. Uh, she's got a giant conference. I'll be speaking at her conference in April. So we're going to catch up with Arlen Hamilton. You will not want to miss that episode as well. And then we're also going to be ending my recording day today with Jacqueline Johnson, who is the founder of Create and Cultivate, and also talking about her exit uh, with Create and Cultivate and what she's been up to and her whole journey. So we've got some amazing guests lined up. And while I'm going to be waiting for the guests, I'm going to be recording some of the behind the scenes episodes. So that's what today looks like in studio today. And I hope you enjoy the next series that we're going to do. And I cannot wait to jump into today's episode, which is all about failing. And why is that the first thing that comes to mind today? Oh my goodness, because I feel like I've already been in a room full of entrepreneurs, incredible women, and there is so much fear around just going for it, right? And this this level of fear, of course, exists in all of us. Fear is perfectly normal. If we did not have fear, then we would not be human. Like fear is part of being human. If there was no fear, then the world would be a much shittier place than it already is today. So it is good that there is fear and that we all have that fear. Fear is something that we've had since our primal days, right? If we didn't have that instinct of fear, we wouldn't know when to run from the saber-toothed tiger, 
right? We have to have that fear. So as our lives have progressed, business is that saber-toothed tiger. It is it's this scary monster, this huge unknown, and it is scary to put yourself out there, to go for something, and everything can go wrong, right? And so it's totally normal to have that level of fear, but when we don't embrace failure, and that's what I want to talk about today, then we stop making decisions, right? When we stop making decisions and we're making decisions based on fear, then we stop growing and we're always going to get stuck in that same rut that we've always been. And that's honestly the difference between the people that are successful and the ones that are not, whether it's in their professional career and especially as entrepreneurs, they went for it anyway, right? That fear was there and they decided that it wasn't going to matter, that we're going to go for it absolutely anyway, and we're going to make it happen regardless of what the outcome comes out to. And that risk-taking ability is something that is super important. And I wish it was taught to us earlier on that failing is okay, that we're allowed to fail, we're supposed to fail, we're supposed to fall down, and we can get back up and we can try again. And instead, we're not taught those things. And so especially you know just I want to redefine the term failure for us and what it actually means for us in the in the business world itself so the traditional view of failure in business definitely has negative connotations right when something fails something doesn't go right a business it's bankrupt right or if it's a complete failure you've let people down Um, and I want to present a new perspective right viewing failure as a learning opportunity and a stepping stone to success most people who succeed do not ever succeed on the first try right? It's very, very rare to succeed on the first try. And if you're honestly succeeding on the first try, there's definitely a little bit of luck, if not a lot of luck involved in that journey, right? And so failing is a huge part of that learning opportunity. And I'm going to be going through this new perspective. I want to share examples of some of the most amazing entrepreneurs that you may think of when you think of success. And well, actually, no, they've also failed and failed big. And why this is a stepping stone, you know, and a, a place to learn, um, and how it di- how failure didn't stop them. We're also going to go into the role of failure, right? Why failure is important, truly, for that innovation and for the growth. So we're going to talk through that, and of course, I'm going to be sharing some personal stories along the way of failure. And honestly, the biggest muscle that it builds is resiliency, right? Like that's definitely the muscle that we all need as entrepreneurs is resiliency, um, and so. That's how we're going to end the episode and we're going to talk about some practical tips on how what I do uh, to embrace the failure and when it, it, it sucks to suck sometimes, it always sucks to suck, but you can always get back up and so we're going to talk about practical tips on how to just embrace that level of failure and how we're going to go for it. So I'm super excited about today's episode, so let's jump right in. So first things first, let's talk about that traditional viewpoint of failure in business, right? So if you're failing, it means that, you know, it's a sign of incompetency, right? Like that's a huge piece that we have, that if I'm failing, that I'm not competent enough to complete the task, to do the job, uh, and I have something lacking in my ability to do so, all right? Sounds of failure, um, signs of failure in business also mean, oh my God, this is like the end of my career, right? If this takes place, it's a complete career ending scenario. If I show up and it's a complete disaster, I can never go back out. I can never do it again. Um, Signs of failure are also, we feel this fear of like, you know, it's financial ruin, right? Oh my God, it's a common belief that failure in business is catastrophic because it leads to huge financial consequences. And that's not always the case either. 
And honestly, this the stigma around the shame, right? So when we think of failure, one of the, you know, the the therapy thoughts that comes up is it's honestly, it's we're afraid where we don't want to we don't want to feel that shame. And so there is that ego, there is that internal intrinsic feeling of what are people going to think and that shame that comes with it. And honestly, that's what I find most often if I look at these signs of failure. Um for women where I find mostly what is that fear of failure? It's honestly that fear of shame of failing. It's the shame component that that comes with it. And that's definitely was the case for me as well of like when we're going for it, when I was first starting off in my journey, um, you know, I tell the story like now, right? It was like a 10 year long journey. And yes, it was my first company that I built and it was wildly successful, but it came in many iterations until it became successful. And one of the biggest fears that I had was what are people going to think? if I fail, if I put myself out there and I remember the first time I did a presentation about the company, it was at a, uh, it was called One Million Cups. Um, and it was a bunch of like tech people in the community that would get together for coffee and you can come and you can present your startup idea and people are drinking their coffee and listening to your startup pitch. And it's kind of like poetry night, but at seven in the morning for like tech geeks. And I thought it was pretty cool. And I was building, I wanted to build a tech company. And so I was like, this is a great place for me to share my idea about my company at the time. It was called Fat Merchant. And I remember the night before I practiced my presentation, it was actually to my husband and my brother-in-law used to live with us at the time. And they were both in the living room and I'm literally practicing my presentation in front of them. And I'm just trying to make sure that I'm going to come across articulate, that my points are going to be there. But I was so nervous about these presentations to complete strangers that I needed nothing from, but I was just, I still cared about their opinion of me and my business. It was actually more, less about my business, I feel, that I was like looking for that validation. And it was actually more validation, if I'm being honest, of my thoughts and my success. And I think that I, it defined, it defined me, right? And I think that that's very true and very okay for all entrepreneurs. Your business, as I always say, is personal. Of course, it's the most personal thing that we do. So I remember going through that, that first presentation and the night before, and I, I hadn't, I had like been quietly posting about like my business um, and I'm starting something, but I was like, okay, I'm pulling the bandaid and I'm going to share. And I remember like my first Instagram post, I had laid out my, my fat merchant t-shirt and I took a picture of it and I was so afraid to post it on social media. And it was totally okay for me to like, you know, go to the meetup and go do other things and whatever else it was. But I felt like this huge wrench in my stomach to let people that I cared about. I mean, at the time, my social media was maybe like 300 of my like of my friends and high school friends and I don't know, like childhood friends, like who was on Instagram at that time. I don't even know. It was so tiny. I had a private account. It was not big at all, but I was so afraid of announcing and telling people that I cared about that I was up to something, that I'm going to put my name out there and I'm going to start a business or I'm going to share this idea called Fat Merchant. And that thought process, like if when I, I don't know, that exact story is coming to my head around the stigma and the shame component of failing because I bet like if I look back at young Sunny then, it was probably because I had that thought of what if it doesn't work out? And if it doesn't work out, I look like an idiot because I'm over here talking about this company and this thing that I'm building and people are going to be like, you know, they are going to laugh at me, right? At the end of the day, it's it literally comes back down to like our inner child 
and the feelings that we got back in like our in you know in at the playground right and if what are people going to think and they're not going to like me or they're going to think I'm crazy or they're going to so all this thought process and that fear and I remember just like hitting post and like throwing the phone like I don't know if y'all do that but I still do that all the time where I'm like oh I'm just going to do it and then like I don't look at it um but I threw it back on the bed and the next morning I went to one million cups and had you know I did this presentation and I went amazing and I had I had great feedback I also had uh, constructive feedback that was there and it was great and I got this like okay there was like this relief off of my shoulders that was like the first step okay it's out I started to talk about it and from there I went on to embrace every single stage that I could over that next year of the startup because I was like literally in that audience of maybe 30 people that were at that that coffee shop that morning I had a customer that signed up right and so that was in and of itself a huge win uh and I'll never forget that and so this is like if I didn't go for it that would not have happened and and you're right there was probably and and, you know that fear on that social media element I guarantee that there were definitely people that saw it and that were like well you know she is crazy like she's not gonna make it and that is okay that is okay we're not going to change everyone's minds. We don't need everyone's approval. We don't need everyone to like us. And I don't know where we've been taught that in our lives that that is how we need to operate. We need everybody to like us. We need everybody to say positive things. Like people are will have their own thoughts. They will have their own opinions. And you cannot change and control their thoughts and or opinions. And unfortunately, some of them are not going to be, they're going to be their opinions and they're going to be judgmental. But I wish I could have gotten on that on that train faster, that I was okay, whatever those thoughts were, that it was okay that those were their thoughts and I had not, you know, it wasn't going to change my opinion of me, right? And I think that's really powerful, even just what's, you know, as I'm talking through this with all of you. And so that fear around that shame or that, you know, that that sign of, of shame and why that attributes to fear I really do believe we have to change that perspective um, and we've got to embrace it and I do think that as a mom I mean these are the things that I think about all the time now and how I can show my kids that trying is okay and that failing is okay but you know we've got to talk about failure Um, so we've kind of talked about the traditional like viewpoints of failure and the, the new perspective right so every single piece of failure is truly a learning opportunity, right? It is 100% a learning opportunity from Steve Jobs to Oprah Winfrey to Bill Gates to Ariana Huffington, right? Like everyone faced rejection. Everyone faced, um, you know, different, you know, uh, setbacks and had different, like the companies looked very different from how they started to how they evolved, right? So huge examples of success. Everyone has failed along the way. And of course we celebrate success, but I wish we almost celebrated failure too because it's okay. Like trying something is equally as a feat than it is succeeding at something. And it is a learning opportunity and it is a stepping stone, right? I think that that is, that is what it is. And I think failure, the word is pretty like, it's too large, right? When we think of failure, failure is like so ultimate. It's like the, like this giant big thing. It's a giant fail versus there's like micro fails too. Like I fail every single day. I will tell you, just even today, walking into where we're recording in the studio today, well, guess what? We had, like I I like to stack and batch and no matter all of the things that we have, I've got a team, we've got our podcast manager, I've got 
um, you know, my manager, we've got an admin, we've got so much support here, all the things running. And our first show was supposed to be at 1 p.m. when we got the time, there's a time change here, hello, right? So like even through all the smart people, we like didn't, we like forgot to calculate there's a time difference. So we have wrong schedules sent out. Two, we've got, we like our hotel rooms, uh, we're recording, uh, you know, at the hotel and the hotel rooms aren't ready until four. We had, of course, like we'd requested early check-in, but well, you know, it's, they're just not ready. And so we have to like find a different location or figure it out. So there's like so many things you fail every single day. And guess what? Exactly what we did. We were literally laughing at ourselves, finding a quick solution, right? And that's what entrepreneurship is. That's why you get to do what you do because you are an incredible problem solver. And that is what I would say is my biggest skill set and the skill set of every single entrepreneur that is successful, every single person that is successful, they are a problem solver. And literally Carlos and I quickly solved through all of the problems and here we are recording we didn't let it stop us we didn't let the setback get to us we didn't none of our guests know anything and here we are and even though it's like this huge fail these are like micro fails but guess what we learned from them immediately I called our admin and I was like hey can you please add these to the SOP for next time right? So we always have like, you know, our SOPs, which is our standard operating procedures. I have a playbook for everything that I do. Um, shout out to all the playbooks. Super, super important. Maybe we'll do a behind the scenes of playbooks um, soon, Carlos. So don't let me forget that. But um, we updated the, the playbook. That was it. And so now we know next time, right? The things that went off today. Um, another thing, I had no idea where, um, you know, my manager's flight was. She came from a different city. And I was like, where's Brielle? She was supposed to land two minutes after us. When I look at our run of show, my flights and my information and all the stuff was ready for today, but hers wasn't on there. Super quick. We adjusted the SOP to make sure everyone who's traveling with us, we have all of the information in the next itinerary, right? So I know like, I'm trying to show that sometimes we think a failing is super big. These are all micro lessons that only help us optimize the next time, right? So these are all stepping stones, small little stepping stones. We've got to get comfortable around things just not working out. It's not going to be perfect. I don't know where we've been taught or I think the perception of business, maybe it's like the digital perception of business of what entrepreneurship looks like and it's on a pretty silver platter and everything is like all done and great and the Instagram versus reality. The reality is, is it's, it's, it's fucking nuts all the time. Like that's the real reality. Okay, so you are not crazy to, for feeling like you're constantly putting out fires. Now, if you're constantly putting out the same fires, then that's a problem. Okay, so we've got to get comfortable around failing and we've got to get comfortable around learning from failure. Another important piece of failure that I want to talk about in the next segment is really around the role of failure in building amazing products and companies, right? So we have to learn with our customers. You've all heard of like every single successful startup founder talk about a minimally viable product, a product that you can get to market. It's done not perfect, so that you can iterate on it and get feedback, right? Because we think we know our customer completely and we're going to spend all this time on building and then it's crickets or the customer doesn't like it or it doesn't sell out or this doesn't happen or, you know, the we don't get the investor. I don't know. There's so many different things that we, we put so much time into building this perfect product that is not necessary. And what we want to do is fail fast. And specifically in tech, we are taught to fail fast. So you want to you know, create the most like 
simplest version of your product that you can, even if it's on spreadsheets and you don't have the tech and you don't have this and you don't have it all perfect, but you want to get it out into the hands of the people that are going to use it and let them tell you what sucks about it. Let them tell you what's like what they wish was better. And then guess what? Instead of going to go build what you thought was on the product roadmap, you go build based on your customer's feedback. And so not only is failing important, especially in tech, but I believe when building the right product in our service, you want to get it out as quickly as you can into the hands of customers and fail really, really fast. Um, the final part of this segment, because this is a behind the scenes episode, we're going to keep it nice and quick, is really around the importance of risk taking, right? So failing and the concept of failing you know, it's this huge level of risk, right? That is what you're you're going for something, you're doing something, but we've got to get comfortable with the risk taking. And, you know, my husband always says, scared money never makes money. And that is like his motto in life about everything. And we've got to go big. We've got to take those risks and we've got to give it a shot. And so we've got to get comfortable around taking risks because when we take risks, the higher the risk, like the bigger the risk, the bigger the return as well. Now, I'm not saying for us to be completely, you know, uh, you know, so relaxed and we're just taking risks all the time and just not being strategic about it. So taking risk does not mean that we're not calculated risks. It doesn't mean that we're not thoughtful about the risk, that we're not getting the data. And that's why I talk about fact plus gut, right? So it's so important that we have the data that we need in order to take the risk. But once we have the data and our gut is telling us this is where we need to go, you've got to trust your gut, lean on it, and go for it. And you've got to put yourself in the room. You've got to get yourself out there. You've got to press the button, go for the thing, ask for that sale, you know, go in on a hire that you just, you know, weren't sure about. You want to ensure that you know you are you're you're investing those dollars that you're like okay I know I can spend this money here I'm being conservative but I want to spend it here on on you know what you're feeling is right for the company or for your own growth or for you know for ads or for just like this next thing that you need from a product standpoint go for it right and you want to be calculated about it you don't want to put everything on the line but you want to be able to take enough of a risk to test it and to try. And that is how you're going to find out what is actually going to pay off and really get that ROI for your business and for yourself even. So taking risks, embracing risk is such a huge part and getting comfortable in making decisions and taking risks. I think I can do an entire episode on how I make decisions as a CEO. So I'm going to write that one down, how I make decisions as a CEO. Because I think decision-making needs to also be really, really fast. And there's a lot of risk in quick decision-making, but you've got to be decisive as a CEO. If you are taking way too long to make a decision, like you do not have time for that. You want to ensure that, yes, there's a little level of risk, but you got to get comfortable in listening to your gut, seeing the data, and making that decision. So we've really got to get comfortable around risk-taking and also supporting a culture for risk-taking, right? So we've got to be able to walk the, you know, walk the walk for our, our teammates as well and letting, giving them an opportunity to fail, right? So we want perfection, but we don't also allow for our teams to have a little bit of that grace as well. So give them some creative space to fail as well so that they can iterate and fail fast. Instead of giving a teammate an entire huge project and you're like, here, take off this whole thing, let's iterate on it, right? Show me the show me the, qu- the fastest V1 so we can make sure we're on the same page. Give feedback, iterate, come back. And I'm a huge proponent of fast and quick feed forward. 
so that as other people are taking risks and also going for it, we have that super fast decision making and iteration taking place, just as we do in that fail fast methodology on the product technology side. So failing at the end of this is awesome. Failing is so important. I have failed more times than I can count. I was rejected every single step of the way when it came to investors, when it came to customers, when it came to partnerships. My product pivoted from how it started to where it ended and everything in between. And as I'm building my next company, I am going for it again. I'm getting comfortable again on taking risks again, right? And going for it and and being okay with failing fast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on failing. And honestly, I hope you and I fail together every single day, every single week at the CEO School Podcast where you're listening in and I'm sharing all alongside with you. So share with me your failures. Tag this episode if you loved it. Um, Leave us a review. This is how we grow. And share it with me on social. I want to hear about your biggest failures, big ones, small ones, and let's share our failures together. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.